clippings of bitch. Mess with the best, die like the rest, and listen to the Uncut Gems podcast, a weekly show where we talk about movies nobody else wants to talk about. This is episode number 43. 43? Yeah, 43. And my name's Jakob. My name's Nick. And my name's Hillary. Okie dokie, glad to have you all with us, as you may have just heard. Hillary's back on, on the roster. Hi, by the way, how are you, Hillary? How are you doing? It's a long um, time no see. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I mentioned I have like a little bit of a dry throat, so hopefully I won't be hacking too much. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even mean to say that. This is great. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Comedy gold. I'm loving this. Anyway, <laughs> I hope you all managed to catch up on with last week's episode where we talked about the Wachowski's Jupiter Ascending as an official inauguration of the uh, Circling the Matrix series. Hashtag Circling the Matrix. I'm inventing it. I don't care. By the way, before we get to the meat and potatoes of the show, quick reminder that this series will culminate with a big Patreon exclusive episode, and I am now officially toying with the idea of shifting a few things around in there. So as of now, um, the expected lineup of films is David Cronenberg's Existence. Existence? Existence? I think it's Existence. Existence. It's been too long since I've seen it. I don't know. Drag it out. <laughs> the yeah. 13th floor, Dark City, and Equilibrium. But I think I might move Equilibrium and fold it into here. Mm. And then just move a few things around. And in a few weeks' time, which will shift a few things, I think, around January. So you don't have to worry about this. It's fine. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear all about it. And instead, I would suggest we do Ghost in the Shell in the Patreon episode. Because it's kind of like, like I, I, don't, I don't feel like we'll be able to uh, talk about this film at any other time. Oh, my favorite Scarlett Johansson movie. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> With a ding dong. <laughs> not mine, man. No, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> anyway, because it's kind of we'll make all four of them either a direct inspirations for the Matrix or like an eerie thematic sibling re- released at the same time. Because I think Existence can can't be counted as an inspiration because they released like a week apart. Yes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so that might happen. So, and anyway, remember, subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash cooperative. Two bucks a month gets you a whole lot of extra podcasts. And then hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we'll, we'll be probably either recording or have we'll, we'll have recorded the Satoshi Kon retrospective. So that also is going to be something that I hope you will be interested in listening to. So, you know, if you want to support an indie publication like Crapper, this is the way to do it. And if you want to also support us separately, if you don't feel like subscribing to our Patreon, you can also tip us at coffee.com slash uncutgemspod because, you know, it helps, it helps us keep the lights on and maybe I'll actually we'll sponsor a giveaway on Twitter so we may get a nice Blu-ray out of this. You never know. Anyway, on with the show. We are continuing our series and we are traveling back in time to 19, 1995, not 55, to talk about a little old movie called Hackers. There's a new virus in the database. What's happening? It's replicating, eating up memory. Uh, what do I do? Type cookie, you idiot. I'll head him off at the pass. We have a zero bug attacking all login and overlay files. Run antivirus. Give me a systems display. 
Now we're going to set you six to 26. Don't make that 10 to 40. And one to six. Die, dickweeds. The rabbit is in the administration system. Send a flu shot. Rabbit, flu shot, someone talk to me. A rabbit uh, replicates till it overloads a file, then it spreads like cancer. Cancer? Written by Raphael, Raphael Moreau and directed by Ian Softley, who did Backbeat and later K-Pax and Skeleton Key. Um, uh, masterpieces, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> Hackers is a crime drama or a cyber crime drama, a cyber thriller. The cyber word is, is, is fitting. Anyway, about a young computer prodigy called, named Dade Murphy, who goes by the name of Crash Override and is played by Johnny Lee, Lee Miller who gained notoriety as a young kid for hacking into a bunch of places and got himself into the trouble. And and, um, and also with a bunch of his hacker friends from high school. Um, so Kate, a.k.a. Uh, Sid Byrne, that's Angelina Jolie. Serial killer, as in serial, as in, you know, something you eat. Um, played by Matthew Lillard. And a bunch of other people who find uh, all find themselves in deep trouble and on the run from the law about after their friend hacks somewhere where he shouldn't have and discovers a virus that is intended to capsize oil tankers but really is a smokescreen for another virus stealing corporate funds. Awesome stuff. So the kids have to prove their innocence and find the culprit while evading both the long arm of the law, which is Wendell Pierce mostly, and the sinister IT security officer who goes by the name of the plague, played by Fisher Stevens. <laughs> I almost, almost got through it without giggling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, apparently the screenwriter, Philip Morrow, was fascinated by the hacking subculture, especially after the US government cracked down on the illicit on- online activities at the sort of tail end of the 80s and early 90s. So he came up with the script that in, in his eyes celebrated the culture and <laughs> in some people's eyes was kind of viewed as a modern incarnation of, of, of counterculture of the 60s, while others viewed it as the sort of next step of uh, human cultural development. I can't do this with a straight face. <laughs> 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 the filmmakers apparently took a lot of care in this regard and reached out to hacking conventions. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> hacking conventions and nerd events and, <laughs> and to interact with real life hackers and to see what their lives were like. So, you know, like if you've seen the film, film like, you know, these people were based on other people who, who have, have been witnessed in real life. Just bear with me. <laughs> um Anyway, so I think we'll get to discuss whether they were successful in this regard or not. But hey, the film was released in the autumn of 1995 and just about barely recouped its budget, which technically means it bombed. It didn't help that critics didn't like the movie at all, and I'm being polite in here. Um, Though some, like Roger Ebert, were able to enjoy it thanks to their ability to suspend their disbelief. (laughs) So anyhow... (laughs) Hackers, because that, that was, I think, his quote. It's just like, I enjoy the hacking the hacking in the film, if, even though it's unrealistic the way I enjoy archaeology in Indiana Jones. So. Yes, it's a good comparison. So, I mean, but that's Roger Ebert. He's, he, he, he's the legend for a reason. Anyhow, he's the GOAT. Anyhow, Hackers later found its home on VHS and where it made a lot more money and developed a, a bit of a cult following. Thus, it's now regarded as an example of campy 90s aesthetic and a bit of a throwback to the culture of the time, or, or is it? Right. <laughs> so let us start our deliberations with just a simple question. Where do you stand on hackers? Are you a hackers cultist or are you incapable of suspending your disbelief enough to be, not to be distracted by the film's flaws? What is your take on hackers? So how about Hillary? How about you lead the way? Oh, man, you know, that's actually really hard. Um, you can't suspend your, your disbelief. You just can't. Um, there's a lot of things that just 
don't make any sense, but um, it's still a lot of fun. Um, I have seen the film before, and it was one of those things where I, I just didn't see it. Um, when it came out, I was a kid. Uh, I ended up seeing it, like, I think probably my like during high school or college, maybe I'm not sure. And when I saw, I just like, it was all about like how ridiculous it was. Like, you know, Fisher Stevens showing up on a skateboard and um, like how they think uh, like what hacking looks like and what the inside of computers look like and math equations and stuff. It's, it's fun. Like as far as opening impressions go, like, it's a, it's an enjoyable movie and there's like bits in it that I like. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> but you can't do this with a straight face. No, can I you? can't. I can't. I feel horrible. It's like, Oh, if anyone involved with this movie was listening to this, it's just this like laughing. Um, they should be proud <laughs> of the achievement. I, I know for a fact that Matthew Lillard is very serious about this. And I think he blocks people on Twitter if they, if they try to know. Oh teasing, yeah. As he teasing. should. Like, I almost see that like, is it him trolling back a little bit? Where he's just like, what? That's a masterpiece. Kind of like, um, what was that shitty movie that Ryan Reynolds was in where he's like a Frankenstein? Like if anyone know. says anything about that, he's like, no, like that's, that should be in the library of Congress or whatever. It was like, I don't remember. It's called bolt neck or something. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it's a highly enjoyable, um, nostalgia trip. And I, I don't, I think we'll probably get into this later. It would be interesting to know how, so like if a kid nowadays saw it, like how they react to it, because it's so outdated, they'd be like, what is a payphone? What is a floppy disk? what is this dial up noise that we keep hearing it's it's um it's very much a movie of its time but uh, overall like i can't say i hate it i can't say i love it either that's kind of where i'm at right now i think that's fair (laughs) (laughs) nicola do you want to follow up sure like i love where you were describing the process behind the film and i'm just imagining the commitment of the screenwriter kind of like william friedkin going to gay bars before writing cruising it's kind of like imagining the screenwriter like like getting all of this information and just putting it in the script. I'm going to make it as accurate as possible. I wonder how many people writing on skateboards he saw were just hack- hacking by typing constantly in a manic way on the keyboard. Um, it's ridiculous. I hadn't seen this film before, but I had a blast. Um, it is very much one of those... Like, yeah, suspension of disbelief up to a point, like you said, Hillary, because you, cannot, you just embrace that it makes no sense. It just doesn't. They, they have the weirdest names. They say the weirdest things. Then the movie's just... It's trying to be a bit serious at times, and it's trying to be a bit self-aware. It's trying to construct a romance that simply does not work. It's trying to be an action thriller. It's trying to appeal to teenagers. It's trying to be very cool, but it also has like the the stupidest hacking things. You you literally have Cookie Monster and Pac-Man show up at the end to visualize the hacking. (laughs) And now they're trying, like now the government is trying to fight it. It's... It's nonsense, but it's wonderful nonsense. Um, it, it gave me life. I was watching it when I was almost starting to go to, to have a fever yesterday. And it's just, it kept me going. It kept me alive. It's given me strength. And just for that alone, it's, 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 it's one of those films where it's hard to say, is it a good film? Uh, no. Is it an accurate film? Not at all. 
but it's just pure entertainment in the best and worst ways possible. <laughs> yeah. How do I? What, how do I start? I was just thinking about because I'm, I'm, I've seen this film a number of times before, and I'm like, I've seen this like when it came out on VHS. So I was like twelve when this came out on VHS. So that was probably ninety six when this um, hit the shelves. <clears throat> so that was just my my formative period <laughs> of renting stuff and watching this, and then. So I have an attachment to this film, even though I've never—I don't think I've never—I've ever given it like a massively positive rating, and this will be the first time where I kind of do it. <laughs> so, so spoiler alert—I really liked it, but um, I was trying to kind of just see what, how, how do I dress this in words? And I'm thinking to myself, have, do you ever have you ever known a person who you know is so so borderline stupid that you then like that you just wonder how they got this far in life yeah that's happened it yeah has. like i have no i know two people like this but then like the caveat to this like do you know people who are so stupid that are that you don't know how they got this far in life but at the same time they're super cool to be around oh no actually no i can't i can't say that i've got one i've got one friend like this who's just it's a special you know. person but yeah um uh, anyway, so this is the kind of film equivalent of this <laughs> to me because I know I can watch this and I know this film is so profoundly dumb that it just, if you try to actually just intellectualize it, it will probably hurt you. <laughs> it will just <laughs> remove brain cells from your from your cerebral cortex. It was just, <laughs> it's not a good idea to try to take it seriously. And then, so I... This is where, like, if Carson was here, he would be, hi, Carson. <laughs> um, <laughs> if Carson was here, he would probably be fuming right now because this is exactly on the same sort of wavelengths, like something like Congo. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> um, I think I want to say that this, because I'm, I'm watching this. I think last time I watched it, I think I gave it something like three stars. And I think this is like four to four and a half now. Like, this is something that Ooh. I've just, yeah, I, maybe four. I think I'll, I'll be I'll be conservative. Because I had so, I I know this is dumb. I I'm watching this and I know this makes zero sense. But an hour and forty minutes goes like this, <laughs> and it's just a blast. It's just amazing how it cooks, and then and then just I don't know. Like you can't even go and say, "Oh, I like the acting" or "I like the script." Like no, it's just so no, ridiculous. <laughs> it's all bo- it's 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 moronic sort of movie, but. Um, <laughs> But it also brings me back to when I was 12 and I first watched it and I actually thought that these are teenagers, right? Like, and they're like mid-twenties. Like yes, yes, that was a big issue five o'clock shadow. <laughs> like, this is, this is like 902 on the rollerblades, right? It's very convincing. Or Scream. Scream was like that too. It's like everyone's 25. <laughs> also, Matthew Lillard's in it. Yes, Matthew Lillard again. <laughs> Was it the same year, actually? Uh, I think it was a year before. Oh, a year no, after. Well, a year, year after. after. I think Scream is 96, no? Yeah, Scream yeah. is 96. 96. I think Hackers is 95. 95, oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so on the... Like, yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's that. There's this sort of allure of this film that kind of just has this sort of comfort food quality to me that I know it's dumb I, but and nothing makes sense in it, but I kind of like it that way. <laughs> and I think the more I rewatch it, the more I like it. And now I'm kind of pissed at myself because i only rented it on amazon i paid like three pounds for it Aww. instead of paying like a full eight to to just own it 
Because I couldn't find it on Blu-ray anyway, because I think it's either out of print or on Amazon. That's like twelve pounds. I'm like, I'm not buying this. Oh, this <laughs> is prime for a remaster of like 4K. Yeah, I want to see Cookie Monster in 4K. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, well, funny you should say that. I think just about I think 2015. I think Scream Factory released it in ah. uh, remastered it in America. Oh, okay. So maybe. Some Scream Factory or Shout Factory, one of the two. Shout Fa- so, I think it's Shout Factory, yeah. Because Scream, I think, is just genre stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, but uh, usually what happens, I think, I mean, mm. some there's a bit of overlap between what uh, Shout and Scream Factory do and what Arrow releases in here. So maybe, fingers crossed, hackers are going to make an appearance. Of, or maybe like 88 films or 101 films, maybe, maybe because they, they do like 90s genre schlock <laughs> that I kind of like. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that you're, it, it actually may happen because I think last year they re-released a vinyl two-disc two edition of the whole soundtrack. Yeah, there's like but, three of them. I had I was blown away when I saw that. I the know. soundtrack's good. I mean... I mean, it's just 90s sort of like dance yeah. music mostly, right? And some rock. It's the part that's dated the least <laughs> in the yeah. entire movie. Like you, hear, like you know it's, you're in the 90s when you hear Prodigy, right? Yeah, yes. or Death Prodigy. It was like <laughs> Underworld and Orbital. Like these weren't aren't yes. uh, bands that I w- was super into, but hearing them for some reason it was really comforting to me. It did remind me of being a kid. Or I don't know why. <laughs> it wasn't really <laughs> my thing. Yeah, because that that was kind of like my uh, when I was twelve. This was kind of like when I was getting into music, getting into film. Like you know, just have your like I don't know, you stop being a little kid, you start being a b- bit of a teenager, and you know, um, the extra edge. Y- yeah. <laughs> And then, and this is very, this is a very edgy film. Very extreme. <laughs> very edgy. Oh, but then, like, I, I want to say, just before we kind of just move on to sort of just talk about the film in general, I just wanted to say that I just wanted to say one thing. I don't think this film's self-aware. I, no. I honestly <laughs> think this is the thesis of the film is this: why it's so campy and great is because it takes itself hundred percent seriously. So, I'd say. It will be interesting to actually, as you, I think Hillary you mentioned this, that, you, that it will be interesting to see what kids these days would look at, would, would would say about this, because this film has, well, doesn't have a cynical bone in its body. Everything, it, uh, everything it it says, it means, and none of it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so I can I can honestly see someone like Carson, someone who's like in their early twenties, who be like, I can't vi- no, <laughs> no, this is not my kind of camp, right? Yeah, or like a twelve, like a twelve or thirteen year old now watching this and then just being lost, just so lost with a lot of the stuff oh, yeah. that's going on. Yeah, so I think that kind of leads me to sort of like what I wanted to kind of one one things I wanted one of the things I wanted to touch on. And there's more, but then I wanted to touch on this sort of idea because it did it kind of bombed at the box office, obviously, right? Because it's not, it's, it doesn't really have much of a dramatic set piece. It doesn't have much in ways of special effects. It's just like it's just a weird sort of um. Like dangerous minds with rollerblades and hacking, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Only yeah, without the teacher. Too. Dangerous and also, minds. Yeah, dangerous minds. There's an overlap because there's the yes. guy who plays Phantom Freak is in Dangerous Minds. <laughs> yes, I was like, yeah, I recognize that guy. <laughs> and the guy who plays um, Lord Nikon is is, is Tintin in The Crow. Oh yeah, he looked familiar as well, but I couldn't place him. Yeah, because I was just like, I remember him, and I was just looking at this film. Of course, I remember him. He's in the crow. He's he's the the knife guy who gets he gets killed first by Brandon Lee. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) um, But anyway, so I wanted to kind of touch on this because, like, what do you guys think about the sort of cult following that this allegedly has, and then do you think it actually has one or 
or what's the story in here and on on the back of what exactly this cult following um has been formed right <laughs> is this just you know just a throwback to the 90s or because like actually maybe even start with this do you actually think this film actually reflects any form of reality that you can actually feel nostalgic towards in a weird way uh, i can speaking from my perspective like I, I i was born in 97 but much of the media that i was consuming when i was young through my parents through my sister was very much of the 90s so i did live through the era of floppy disks uh, those really really old phones and stuff so it, it's in some way i have some attachment to it and it's I, I think it's primarily nostalgia and the fact that it's such a specific time period to be set in. Like the technology, they're, they're focusing so hard on the computers that they're using, the speed of the internet, like all of those elements, they're touching on, on it. And it feels so alien to technology nowadays that I think that's the primary appeal, honestly, of the entire like film and why it's become it has a cult following why people are going back to it and i have to say i i really really believe there's a, such a strong cult of matthew lillard fans that they're discovering it through him because oh, it, like twitter goes insane whenever you mention him in any tweet people are like oh shit yeah we love the guy and he's always answering and replying and liking and retweeting so he's kind of fueling the fire in that sense of his own stardom and fame from back in the day. And I think, yeah, you know, his resurgence has kind of brought more young people to watch it, just for the cheese. People love, like, the, the word trash is thrown around a lot. I'm not a big fan of it, but I know quite a few people, like, reading some reviews on Letterboxd of younger viewers who are like, oh, this is such a, such good trash. I was like, yeah, that's what the kids <laughs> like nowadays, I guess. Trash, <laughs> good trash. I don't know. I still don't get the word uh, it's like junk food. Yeah, maybe it's maybe that's yeah. Because I wouldn't say that this is trash. Like I think, uh, I mean, when I've heard trash or I've used trash, it's like that's usually because like this is garbage. It should be thrown away. Mm. Um, and hackers isn't quite isn't quite like that. Um, I guess it depends on when this cult following formed. I mean, I I ended up seeing this long after it came out because of word of mouth. So that does suggest, you know, my, my friends liked it um, or that they maybe saw it when it came out. So they already were attached to it, something like that. So if it's bec- gathering a cult following now, I would find that very interesting. And maybe, I mean, I wouldn't be able to answer like why that's happening because it is very outdated. Um. But yeah, I mean, as far as like nostalgia goes, I think I was very infatuated with New York in the 90s. And I think that that might be why it was nostalgic to me a little bit. Um, There was a a short scene that doesn't really have anything to do with the story where I think it's just Angelina Jolie walking around and they're playing Massive Attack um, with or Miss. Is it is it's like Massive Attack or it's everything but the girl. I think Tracy Thorne is singing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. yeah, listening to that, I th- it's just like moments like that where it's just like that New York is is gone. And it kind of, I think it's just like that pre 9-11 um, kind of like you could still be poor there and maybe be an artist and um, it wasn't so gentrified yet. Uh, I think that's what appealed to me, but I'm, as far as cult status, I'm really, I'm at a loss for like what particularly draws people. And yeah, maybe it's Matthew Lillard. I mean, 
every he's he's perfect for that watching that and like the scooby-doo movies and scream and all these other things that he appears in he's mm-hmm. i could see him translating very well so maybe nicole's right that's might be why it's happening yeah 13 ghosts it's another <laughs> movie that's has is having a resurgence of sorts because of him. <laughs> he, he had so, a, wow he had a bit of a you know um how do you call it like he, he had a he had a, there was a Matthew Lillard era, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was in Serial Mom, one of the best was, films yeah. ever made. And that's all oh, John Waters, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> believe it or not, I, I had this film Serial Mom, and my dad I didn't know it was who John Waters was at the time, but I I I, I saw this like fifteen times <laughs> when it was on VHS. It was great. <laughs> So Kathleen Turner with scissors just being a serial killer it's great <laughs> <laughs> but then like I'm just thinking about this like because you know it's, it can't be the fashion right <laughs> and and I'm just wondering how did the word of mouth even form because it's for all I care it's pre-internet because like most people did not really have internet access very much at the time mm-hmm. like I sure I sure didn't no and then even if you had internet access it was like all in IRC <laughs> or something like this or <laughs> So it's all text-based because you know, like everyone's like, "Oh, it's it's a twenty-eight point eight kbps modem." Oh wow, look at that! I'm like, "Jesus, like, speed!" <laughs> kids these days don't even know the struggle when you're just trying to download a JPEG and your dad and your dad picks up the phone. <laughs> yes, like, ah, yes. <laughs> I kind of re- yeah, I kind of remember that. Like someone would send a picture, and then like one line of it would form, and then you'd like walk away for five minutes, and another one would show up. Yeah, take forever. Yeah, also floppy that. disks as well. I'm just I'm 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 positively amazed that you know the floppy disks that they're using are so durable because you know like I remember just copying games on floppy disks and you just oh, yeah. um, compress them with WinRAR or at that time it would just be RAR. <laughs> trial the trial <laughs> no 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 that was before I even had like Windows ninety five I think I this would be just in Norton Commander just like compressed like Mortal Kombat and just fire it up in MS DOS it was great. Uh, so it just you, you carry it from your from your friend's house and four floppy disks, and then it turns out that disk number three is ruined. <laughs> so you have to go again <laughs> and recompress it and do it. Again. It's just ridiculous. Wow! Yeah, and they must have been pretty hardy. Plus, they like had a they were like the what's the the young guy the Jesse Bradford character kept slipping it in his pocket and it's like oh, you Joey, sit on yeah. it. Yeah, you're done. Like, oh no! It's, right, it's and they just like, put like in... snatching them on the street. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> they're going through a rough time. Those those floppy disks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I I don't know. I, I kind of like the. So I have a feeling that this this yeah, I'm not sure this this cult following has formed like in the 90s. I feel I feel this is sort of like people my age or maybe sort of like people in between like the age of like, let's just say between 30 and 40 now, who who would have been like kids at the time now yeah. kind of just like reconnect <laughs> uh with like i don't know like listening to marilyn manson and and, and the project prodigy <laughs> it's just and a weird band that sounds like rage against the machine but isn't because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. you know there's a sort of live concert in this i'm like is this like no it's not <laughs> yeah i just I'm know like, what is that a real band it's like no it's, no they're they're actors okay no no it's a band it's an actual band it's called urban dance studio or something oh well <laughs> it's, there we go. it's kind of like a rage against the machine knockoff <laughs> band <laughs> oh it's so bad yeah yeah so, so it's, it's kind of like one of those so 
I kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to kind of find out what, what kind of endears you you guys to to the film. So because you know, I don't know, like Nicole, like your your nostalgic connection is almost like a second hand almost through your sister, I suppose. Um, yeah. And you haven't seen this before, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of just almost super curious to kind of like dig into your brain as well and then see how 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 this how this film kind of just places itself in. Because you can't you can't see this on the same plane as like you know common sea or like the Battle of Algiers. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow! You know this is to write a sixteen like, hundred word feature on hackers. So it's so you know it's not like it's like you like you watch this and you're like this is not real cinema, is it? <laughs> well, no, but it is. It's you know it's it's giving you strong emotions. It has colorful characters. I think this is one of those movies that suffers. From having a really bland protagonist, um, Johnny Lee Miller is doing his best, kinda. Which is insane, kinda. much actually. Right? <laughs> yes, because, no, but, but he has to put on an accent as well. He struggled yes. with that. He did. That was the most confusing part because it was like, he's, he's in train spot. Like he's, he's British, isn't he? How did he get in this movie? And it's well, the year before. Know. It's so strange because yeah, he's yeah. playing a high schooler, and it's like the next year. He was playing sick boy and he's like a father yes. of a baby, which made it even weirder. Like you're <laughs> like not a, a high schooler. Something. Yeah. It's just He's like a twenty something slacker. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fascinating casting. Like he was yeah, he didn't do much. How did he end up in this project? I don't know. I have no idea. I think but, isn't you know. Ian Softly also English? Yes. Yeah, that's that could be, be why. why. <laughs> did he Oh, hold on. Let's just let's just dig into this. I can't need to see. Was he in Backbeat? <laughs> it's one of the Beatles. <laughs> I also find it interesting that it's the same director who did Wings of the Dove, which is just so different. Just such a different film from this. It's actually um, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, very well done movie. Never would have thought it was the same director. The only other film I've seen of his is Ink Heart. Okay. I watched it in the cinema. I haven't seen oh. K-Pax. I have not, actually. Not <laughs> you don't oh, need you're to. missing out. They haven't done good things. It's all those movies that always looked like really prestigious when I was seeing the DVD cover. And then I started reading reviews. I was like, ah, there's no rush. I'm not a big spacey fan. So. No, like nowadays, it's a bit of a taboo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Going yeah. through it on like a Kevin Spacey retrospective. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. What a tumble. What a tumble. Yeah. Wow. So beloved and then just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just, anyway, let's keep this apolitical. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, but like speaking of the casting, I, I do think it's it's again it's one of those movies where every other character outside of the protagonist is actually fun, interesting, weird, well acted to an extent. But he's he's just like the, the the what's the name the zero cool slash crash override. override. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's is a nonsense. Like is 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 one of those. What's the name? Like the character that you have to follow is like the avatar for the audience of sorts. Like oh, an he's every, thrown into this world. An, an everyman? Every is that what you're looking and, for? Well, no. A conduit, just, or a conduit kind of like yeah, but it doesn't like it doesn't make sense because you okay, like he's a super like the most brilliant kid in the world who manages to do the biggest hack in history when he was like seven, eight, whatever years old. And then he's kind of shocked when he's when he gets hacked by the Angelina Jolie character in the beginning. He's like, "What? Another hacker?" It's like, "Yeah, <laughs> don't you know?" 
<laughs> but how they how this is visualized, how they fight over the videotapes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just balls. I love it. <laughs> or it's the, like the, the he's hacking a station just to play an episode of a show he wants. Like that's that's what I find so interesting is that like a kid watching that now is just like you couldn't watch what you wanted to watch, so you because like you couldn't get a tape of the Outer Limits. So yeah. you're hacking a station in order to make that happen. Like that would seem so alien to them. They're like, but just see, find it on YouTube. Exactly. But this is this is where I'm I'm, I'm watching this and I'm just thinking this movie is so far ahead of its time. Yeah. When you think about this, this like on-demand television, right? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, like you have to hack in there. They have these two hackers who have to hack the planet sort of pirate TV station. This is a YouTube show. Right? Mm-hmm. This is a pre-YouTube YouTube show that they have, right? Um, what else do they have? Um, <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm just, I have a brain. I'm having Swatting. a brain this, <laughs> Yeah, there's just like a few things that are, that are just like now sort of almost pre. Uh, I, like I don't know. It's, it's just it's like a premonition almost. Like to like like you have um, like people in, like when they have their own laptops they have they, they don't have just like windows or linux or unix systems they they have these sort of bespoke sort of user interfaces it's almost like they have their own little avatars and this is just like the hacking sort of is like social media to them it's ridiculous and, and i'm just thinking is this film just like 15 years i mean it's almost like a herald of things to come like people would be wa- watching this like people my age would be watching this like Mark Zuckerberg, and they'll be just inventing Facebook later on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just ridiculous to me. But yeah. I'd um, love if that was a fact, like Mark Zuckerberg did watch this when he was younger. I'm telling Uh-oh. you, he has he has seen this before. <laughs> he probably has. That's true. Um, <laughs> I saw it more pressure. I didn't think about the social media angle, but I thought a lot about Anonymous um, mm-hmm. and how that very much the film is ahead of its time as far as um the ideal or ideal that faction of anonymous where it's like um or wikileaks a little bit where it's you know we're taking information about um from people about people that who are, are corrupt and are breaking the law um there's a real um kind of fuck the rich um attitude yep. in this film mm-hmm. that i think translates well to today um and certain like uh hacks like uh the the two um two hackers who have a show that they watch they were talking about how to hack a payphone so you don't have to pay there's certain things like that that do translate or i do still see that kind of stuff now uh i think that there's a, a 90s optimism with it where it's like matthew mm-hmm. Lillard just has to appear on a screen and like say like this happened and people are like oh it's true and then like everyone gets it's arrested <laughs> and like you think about like the Panama Papers or those documents that got released recently where it's just like, oh, these people are embezzling money and doing all this horrible stuff. And then like nothing happens, you know, um, I kind of miss that, though. It's like something could happen and it has consequences. People get arrested and it's like now with the Internet, anything yeah. can come out and people can still get away with things. I, I, I just remember another one, uh, another one sort of herald moment in the school room, in the classroom when they uh, write on the blackboard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. these quotes <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah when angelina jolie writes on the blackboard as it um god gave men brains so that they wouldn't hump women's legs at co- cocktail parties and she says oh that's from my that's 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 my mother right and then the teacher says something like um well i don't think it qualifies as an influential person right because it's just your mom 
and and she says, "Well, she sold two million copies. Like she's like it's like she's an influencer. That's what she is." Yes. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. you know, kind of self help books. Yeah, self help books. Um, yeah, and yes, yeah, t- sells two million copies, and then like all these self help books are like when you look at the, um, they have a party in in her in her house. And then yes. like at the titles, it's kind of like titles to a YouTube video. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It was something about men being amoebas or something. I yes. thought that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. Um, out there. Okay. <laughs> There's so much depth to the character. You're understanding yes. everything just by those titles. What she went through in a younger life. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, never see, we never see such layers. Mom, do we? Hmm? Never see any parent outside of his mom. Uh, well, we see of... his mom. No, no. You see, see Joey's, Joey's mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you're right. No, you see uh, Fra- Phantom Freak's mom because when they go and arrest oh, yeah. him, she starts hitting him, and then she's like, "Why don't you please arrest me now?" <laughs> yeah, she's cursing him out in Spanish. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Um, the police just what, what loves to go just into the bathroom. I love they're always like breaking into people's bathrooms <laughs> to arrest them. So they cannot wait a couple of minutes, just waiting outside of the shower for you to be done. Yeah, but, but they know. But they know the they deal with kids. They know they deal with kids and they still have like loaded weapons and assault rifles and they jump through windows at them. They're dangerous <laughs> terrorists. Yeah. This, this skinny kid in his underwear is going to like take down the entire world. He's so powerful. Also, this kid. So strange. Uh, just, there's this one thing. Uh, oh, yeah. The, Joey, Joey has this. Like when they talk, like, he talks to his computer and calls it Lucy. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> And he like kisses it, it and just, oh, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do not want to kiss your computer. It's, no. it's just sitting out there. The cat sits on it. No, just like. But there's so much that. comedy in there. Like when when they after after they um they took his computer apart and you can see it through like, like um the sort of the Venetian <laughs> mirror and he's crying. <laughs> it's like he's examining a dead body and it's just a. <laughs> he collapses on it. That's right. <laughs> like the end of the scene, he like collapses on it like it's a dead body. Yeah. And then there's this one, and then initially I thought, oh, maybe there's just an elapse in time because they have Wendell Pierce always giving an interview, <laughs> and then he always says the same thing. And I was just thinking, oh, hold on, okay, they arrested. No, Joey that was the same. Yeah, I thought that was going to come thing. back. I was just thinking, oh, maybe it's a, it's a running joke that he always, when he gives an interview, just repeats the same lines. <laughs> but he was in the same location. It was by a staircase. Like I thought that was going right, to come yeah. back. Like that might have been an editing mistake that that interview was supposed to be there and then they see joey getting arrested in the background and that's yeah, how they possibly. find out and then they just shuffle it around and thought like no one will notice we don't care but we yeah we notice, this was obviously. Weird. yeah that's possible <laughs> <laughs> but then it's so funny <laughs> but yeah in, in in a way actually <laughs> when you think about this <laughs> I, I don't know like I'm, like I'm looking at this and i'm just like is there a social commentary somewhere in, embedded in this like I, can i intellectualize it in some in some way and actually have something like, to take to take home like i don't know where you guys stand on this man hack the planet hack the, <laughs> hack that's the, planet. the thesis of the film yeah. hack the planet you know it says so much with so little it's, it's a lot about kids bringing down youth rooting out corruption. Maybe that's about as intellectual as I can get. And it works within that the reality of that film that they can bring down, um, you know, the big dogs who are doing, you know, horrible things to the planet. I mean, the whole thing with like the oil tankers, the, they might um, they might overflow. This is still stuff that kids are passionate about now. Are really concerned about now more than ever. So there is some stuff in it that that does have 
weight, but it's presented in such a goofy way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about this. Like, is this a metaphor for, well, not a metaphor, but is this something like kids um, standing up against adults? As in, like, well, there's the sort of conservative versus liberal and radical. And there's like, which kind of like, puts the character of the plague, Fisher Stevens, or <laughs> Michael Douglas lookalike. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And as like this of a guy who used to be one of the cool guys and then got corrupted by money. And, you know, he's like, I don't know. He's like a black hat hacker. <laughs> hey. Uh, oh, yeah. there we go. Well, it's, it's, it, it's like the film itself does feel like an evolution of, of all those 80s, like John Hughes, whatever, like coming of age, high school dramas. Like the Breakfast Club with Rollerblades. Yeah. yeah, it's... Yeah, like we talked about the edge. It's it's almost the same story. When you remove a lot of elements, it's almost the same story. Same story as all those anti-establishment coming-of-age dramas. Only like it's now it's for young teens and it's cool and it's all about like the hacking. That's what they're doing right now. The computer stuff. Um, they tried to, you know, make it make it more modern in a way <laughs> updating the setting and everything but are they really, really trying to make it more like, do you remember do you remember the <laughs> scenes where you have in the sort of company where you have pendulette and then fisher stevens and they have the sort of command and control sort of headquarters <sighs> sort of situation and like how realistic is it it's it doesn't <laughs> exist <laughs> yeah <laughs> It doesn't. And the whole thing with passwords, too, that really bothered me because they said, like, it was like secret, love, sex, and God. And I was like, no, it's usually one, two, three, four. <laughs> yes. Or password. Like, so, or like people just put in like login or something. I thought that was so funny. I'm, I'm sure it's based on actual evidence. Like, they went through data. <laughs> it's like, those are the actual four. Three character passwords. Come on. G O D. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the Lorraine Bracco character in this film? Of course. Not yes. Really. Yeah, Probably nice. the most she... shocking hairdo. Well, not only like that, but it's like, screen. this is a legitimate actress. This is someone who who we know fellas, can right? act. And it's like, all of her scenes is just like, what's happening? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> you better fix this. Brain? I don't know. know. No. Call the doctors. <laughs> oh. <laughs> also, uh what's her name um ah lynette scavel from <laughs> desperate housewives she has a has a cameo in there uh what's her name felicity, felicity hoffman <laughs> did you notice her oh yeah i missed that she's the uh she's the um a lawyer a prosecutor oh, or the something? attorney at the attorney at the very beginning when the they're beginning? sentencing the kid yeah, yeah okay when they're sentencing the little kid and said and said, so this is what he did. He hacked into 1,507 computers or something. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, this is Lynette Scavel from Desperate Housewives. <laughs> oh, it's just so what I did find funny was the, the, the choice of the tracking shot while she's doing the, um, she's reading off the charges. And then it reveals, you know, this 11-year-old boy. Like, that was just so funny to me. Where it's actually, like, that has what? to be comedic. Well, it's such that a clever shot, actually, casual. when you think about it. <laughs> It's a, it's a good comedic timing for me. I don't know, but yeah, coming back to like yeah. uh, um, Alain Bracco, is it? It's just yes. How I mean, in uh, how I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't want to go and slag off the character writing and on, because everyone's written with cliches in here. And but it's 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 not that she's annoying, but it's kind of like. <laughs> 
she's almost intentionally made stupider than she than she really is, right? <laughs> yes. Because she's kind of she like this. Sort of, she's she's a senior executive in this company, right? And then she's mm-hmm. just played for a fool by this sort of long haired, you know, hack old timey hack. Like if I was hacking like this, I would be Fisher Stevens. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm too old for this. I'm ha- I'm hanging out with young kids now. So, you know, so this are you it. like you're the meme with Steve Buscemi in the skateboard where he's like, "How are we yep. doing, fellow youths or whatever?" Yes. And it's just <laughs> exactly. so painfully That's... obvious he's you know fifty. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. The ripe age of thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, um, like with 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 her character, especially in in the end when she, I, I can't remember. She picks up a phone and then turns out that no, everything's gone to shit. Everyone knows what's going on, and she was sleeping with him, and he's gone. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like, I was like, he he's gone. He's somewhere. gone. And it's then like there's the white shot. Yeah, it is yes. like and then it's he's a cartoon. A, and then he's on a plane wearing a where he has grey hair and he has fake <laughs> grey beard. He looks like he looks like he's just out auditioned for Big Trouble in Little China. I thought I was thinking filler on the roof. Like he's like a community yes. theater production and he's like Tevya. It's like, yes. oh no. Yeah. Master of hacking. And not then Wendell the Pierce of is on the same plane and he's arresting him. <laughs> That's so dumb. Like, why would they arrest him while they were like while they, like before like after the flight took off? Like that what? <laughs> dramatic for, effect. For dramatic. But then <laughs> I, I don't know. There's so many cool things when you actually start digging into it, and especially when I'm just because I've I've put this in, put this film in, in a circling the Matrix series, as in as in like to see how the sort of 90s kind of built up to this sort of idea. Because like with like people in cinema were trying to kind of just get the sort of hacking um, culture or the sort of you know, subculture sort of on the screen somehow, and then this yeah. is kind of one of the sort of the clumsier attempts. But there's some cool things that I kind of just think this is like pre-Matrix, like Wendell Pierce and all the FBI agents. They have this sort of white earpiece always. They never use it, but they always have a white. white they're like the agents, <laughs> in, yeah, in, in the Matrix. And there's Mark Anthony in there in the very early role as well. Yes, that was. It's the second time he's shown up in an uncut gem because he's oh, not only in this; he was in Bringing Out the Dead. Oh yes, he was. Of course, he was. And yes. uh, very different roles Ooh. for him. He, I thought, was on know, Man on Fire as well. Oh yes, yes he was. He's oh. the father in Man on Fire. But it's um, just so strange yeah. because I there's something about this movie that makes me think that there's pieces of it missing like what they kind of set up with this character that he sympathizes with them or he thinks that what they're doing is cool and maybe there were scenes later that are missing because suddenly he kind of vanishes so does um so does freak and i missed freak once he's in (laughs) jail you don't see him anymore and i thought that was a crime he's fantastic I think he's also he's a victim of the this being an kind of ensemble film that eventually like you're you're trying to focus this around this relationship between Angelina Jolie, which for whom this is, I think, one of her first roles as well. Yeah, very early on. I'm is sure. it her very first? I don't think it's. No, no, she was in something first, like Cyborg Two. Yeah. Oh, really? She was. Yeah, she was in something. And it was so bad. She almost quit. She like, she was suicidal after that. I think she was like, "I'm done. Like, oh this is the most horrible thing ever." But she came back and started Hackers. <laughs> oh no! She oh yeah, she wasn't. She was in Looking to Get Out, mm-hmm. and she was credited as, as Angelina Jolie Void. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She appeared with her father as a child. Yeah. And something very early um, on. Cyborg 2, Angela and Vero, oh, that's a short, and then Hackers. 
and then from there, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> no kidding, free. yeah. Oh, gone in sixty seconds. Oh, that's a that's an uncut gem we need to do at some point. The Bone Collector. Oh my goodness. And then, but that's uh, a best adaptation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um uh, yeah, but I'm just thinking that he's kind of like the freak. His character is kind of like a victim of the fact that this film is kind of trying to refocus around um crash override and and acid burn so in their yeah. relationship that but they have especially that they spend so much time for no reason like um, but it's re- super cool to look at when they have this sort of um tournament <laughs> when they have to make this guy's life a living hell through hacking it's like a montage it's almost like feels like a rocky four almost <laughs> when they're trying to kind of just you know uh and they f- eventually just en- end up making him dead um by well making people believe he, he's dead or something like this. It's just ridiculous. But I, I have a feeling that this is why kind of he's kind of disappears for, for a lot of the film because, because it's just camera looking elsewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I, that scene was, um, that montage where they just make Wendell Pierce's life miserable is 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 pretty funny. Because um, <laughs> it just keeps getting worse to the point where like he's dead. And then just watching Wendell Pierce react to it because it's Wendell Pierce <laughs> when they when they put his like I don't know his phone number in like like sex ads oh yeah yeah, oh, geez. oh I'm gonna do you know what I'm gonna do to you <laughs> okay here's what I have to point out with that is that the funny part for me was that he was picking the phone and these men were already talking like they'd already been talking for five minutes I'm like how yeah. is that possible like that was just made even funnier like these like, people just call random numbers and they just start talking before the person picks up. Like, oh yeah, blah 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 blah. I know, right? But, it can, but you don't pay attention to. It. I mean, now that you've pointed it out, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's one just, of those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But then, okay, we got we got to get into this. Like the portrayal of hacking. Like, what's going on in here? Like, because <laughs> I think, especially in the in the context of we did two weeks ago, we did Black Hat. And that was a bit of a failure because when you try to do hacking realistically, it turns out it's boring. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's something that has, I mean, if this film is like an early template, it's, it's very interesting because hacking shows up in a lot of television shows or miniseries and films. And whenever they portray it, I know that even though I don't know anything about it, it's just like, there's no way it looks like that. They always try to make it look so cool um you know like multiple screens and everything's like dark and um it looks like ms dos but like matrixy very matrix has really bled into a lot of things Mm -hmm. um whereas i think it's probably a lot um it's boring like you said it's you kind of see that with um okay the remake of the guilty recently like they felt they had to make that the police station or the ny the 911 um answering uh call center looks so high tech with like screens everywhere and stuff like that. And you know, it's not, doesn't look like that. And if you see the original, <laughs> it's just like a desk with a phone on um, it. Oh, also in the, I have to say this, they in do all nine and one, one dispatchers have guns. <laughs> no. Cause Jake Gyllenhaal has a gun in there. <laughs> I know. I know. I think <laughs> that was just, why? Why? I, it's it logically doesn't make sense, but his character is such a, like, I, no, like, everyone around issue. him is like, dude, Put the gun away. <laughs> exactly. Like, we're, we're answering phones in here. <laughs> but oh yeah, before I, I forget, the there's one thing like the tournament they show, as silly as it is, that does happen. Um, there are hacker conventions, and I saw like a little piece was probably in a documentary where. 
they were trying to find people like who could hack this thing the fastest and they did have screens up and it was showing people like breaking passwords and stuff so they do that does happen but, but see, i doubt it's as colorful <laughs> as this one. but see this is uh, you know how i feel this this type of tournament would look like in real life remember mm-hmm. that scene in social network where they were trying to hire someone for mm. Facebook, and they have this sort of room full of sweaty men, and there's these <laughs> five computers, and these people are like um, just coding, right? And it's yeah. just all this is just people just staring at a screen, and the screen's small and it's just black, and then all you see is text forming, right? And exactly. that's all this is. <laughs> and then and there's people cheering for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all this. That's all this is. But now you mentioned that the hacking conventions. I'm just thinking. Because you know, like I, I can know for a fact, Ian Softly and all these people, like they mentioned, like they they did reach out to actual hacker communities. I'm just thinking, have they actually reached out to actual hacker communities to actually get their fashion advice and things like that, or have they reached out to these people who go to conventions? And these are not real hackers because real hackers just sit there in the smoky room, just smoking cigarettes and then just breaking into banks and they just wear sweatpants and they don't take showers. Yeah, they're, they're not rock stars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so Elizabeth, just... Elizabeth Salander isn't real? No hacker actually looks that cool? <laughs> I, I, oh, oh, I wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish. No hacker is as buff as Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, I mean, I bet, I mean, you know. There are some There's... super. There are some super smart people who are very. You know, they take care of their bodies. I mean, True. yeah. So maybe maybe that's it. But then again, like Chris Hemsworth as a hacker, it's like, come on. That, yeah, that's a that's a bit of a stretch. No, like no that's, offense to him. He just looks like the kind of guy who has like he has other shit to do. Like I mean, yeah, he looks like he's not time. inside. He's like you know. Um, like, I've, okay, may, maybe it is true. Like, when you think of... Next week, we're going to be talking about Johnny Mnemonic, so like I might as well just name drop Henry Rollins, right? Like, he's he, that guy's super smart, and he's jacked. <laughs> and he yes! Because like, he's, he's just, like, he's he's a vegan, and then just... Uh, and just He's jacked, and he has, like, tattoos everywhere, and he, and he can quote from, like, Sartre and Nietzsche at, at his leisure, right? <laughs> so, so, you know. He's a I'm doctor in that counts. film. I love that, that he was a doctor. Because I just thought, like, could you imagine, like going to see Henry Rollins as your doctor and you haven't done what he said. And he also <laughs> like swears uncom- horribly as well. So could you imagine then making him angry as your doctor? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, he's like, oh, like you, you're just going to skip your prostate exam. And then he just punches you in the throat like immediately. And he's like, you will have one, you know, and you're just like, okay, I'll do whatever yes, you say. <laughs> motivation you need. Yeah. Please. Like, just don't like, just don't look at me like that. Uh yeah, so so yeah, coming back to back to hacking, kind of just yes, thinking, back to hacking, <laughs> back to hacking. I have a thing. This is kind of like the only like well, well, Black Hat takes it to the sort of the left of like pure realism and doesn't work. This kind of takes it all the way to the opposite sort of extreme. Yeah, where you have like the sort of the command and control sort of center where they have these keyboards that make sounds. They're like sort of like from video games. They make sound when when the guy types, he goes like boom, boom, boom. It's just weird, right? <laughs> But one one kind of cool thing, because I, I understand they want to make this visually interesting, but and they go completely overboard. But one thing I kind of appreciate is the fact that the, all the animations that they do in here are not CGI animations. They build models for yeah. this. They put cameras oh. in between these sort of miniature buildings that are just neon lit, kind of looks like like Tron. <laughs> yeah, it does look good. Like it doesn't look yeah. outdated in that sense. I mean, it looks campy as hell, but oh, <laughs> but yes. you know. <laughs> But you have this sort of tower with um, 
I think when they try to visualize the connections, like making like making connections is just these little lightnings. This is so ridiculous. Oh, um, I, I love like the first time the, the kid in the beginning, like he accesses the garbage file, which is the stupidest thing. But he just starts seeing formulas popping up and over. Yes, over But I'm just I'm looking at this. I'm the secret like, of life. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at this now. If someone up, uh, infected my computer with a virus that does this to you, I, all, all I would hear is my fan going like apeshit because they will just take your GPU and ruin it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it actually catches fire, <laughs> just burns <laughs> everything. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like it though. <laughs> when, when they, when, especially when you, when they obsess over these. How oh, I like your computer. It's like, what's the new P six chip? Chip is it four times as good as the Pentium? It's because it has the PCI bus. <laughs> it's, just, it's so dumb. I mean, like I know they're using the right words, but this is kind of like I remember my old because I <laughs> look at, looked at my old review. It's kind of like old people trying to write dialogue for young people without consulting young people in the process. <laughs> it kind of feels like that to me, like especially with the, the sort of like the, I don't know the dialogue between Angelina Jolie and Dave Murphy, um, the Johnny Lee Miller. It kind of feels like these are adults talking, not teenagers. Mm. It also seemed like, especially with Angelina Jolie, whenever she started talking tech, I thought I, I don't think you know what you're talking about. I didn't <laughs> believe that she actually knew what RAM was or anything really. Oh yeah, I I want to triple the RAM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, "Do you know what that is?" I don't think you know what that is. But funny, funny little thing. I mean, when she she does look uh, genuinely curious. She just pawns off her boyfriend like three times, and then says, "Oh, if it wasn't something, something," and the Decepticons, right? And and it's, they're just making out, and then she just, "Oh, this is cool." Like, I'm gonna show you something on my computer, and the guy's like, "Oh, are we? Are we gonna?" And she just blows him off. And it's like, "No, go away." Yeah. <laughs> do we see him again after that? I feel like we don't. I think see he that vanishes. Yeah. I think it's, he's gone. He jumps off the balcony immediately. He's like, no. <laughs> That's the end of that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, you know, it's, but, but then I don't know if you, if you guys actually saw this because I'm like, I'm looking at these as also specifically as like teenagers and they're supposed to be teenagers, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, like, they all look older than they are, they are. And I'm specifically thinking that Angelina Jolie looks way too mature for it. And she's probably the youngest in there. Because she was twenty, yeah, or twenty-one maybe. Yeah. And meanwhile, Johnny Lemire is like twenty-five or something. Like <laughs> He's essentially Channing Tatum in Twenty-One Jump Street, <laughs> which is the know? joke. That's why it works. It's the that's what makes it amazing. But in this one, it's if you're playing it straight, then I think yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. Like when I don't know, like cause they they don't draw attention to it as well. And it kind of it kind of works that way. It's just ridiculous, by the way, because when you look at all all, all the people in, in the school, and I actually didn't pay attention to all the other students, but whether they hired just the regular teenagers to kind of just make them stand out because they're a bit taller and older, much taller. Actually, the roof scene—remember that when he goes through the door, the kids that were already out there—they look like teenagers. They look That's like they true. were fourteen or fifteen. And it's like suddenly this thirty-year-old comes out, and they're like, "Oh." You know, keep the door open. Oh, you know. Yeah. Like How do kids. they get back in? I would love to see them get back in. Well, someone probably janitor, wanted to go probably. and get a smoke eventually, and they opened the door. <laughs> and... <laughs> Starving to death. Yeah. Just so they, they look like teenagers. And then when he pays her back, and then he organizes the new sprinkle system test, and then he shows up with an umbrella, which is a brilliant scene, by the way. He just like, opens the umbrella before, before this kind of goes. It's, I love mm-hmm. it. But the kids 
started playing in, in, in on the slippery floor. They immediately they look, start like a mosh pit. It was funny. I know, but they were just teenagers as well. So it kind of just, it's kind of funny in that, in that way because I, I think they they wanted to kind of just have like a romantic relationship. I don't, I don't know what they wanted out of these actors. They needed to, them to be older. I suppose for some reason they also asked Angelina Jolie to to, to undress a little for some for no apparent reason as well. She was wearing. Sequence. She seemed to be wearing like a surfing outfit top for a lot of it, which was yes. really perplexed me. Well, as to quote Matthew Lillard on this spandex, it's a privilege, not a right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> it's not for everybody. For Angelina Jolie, it's. Uh, but yeah, she was wearing. Reasons. She was wearing. I mean, we might as well get into the fashion. Like we're all over the shop anyway. But you know, like she was wearing this top, and then Matthew Lillard had a top with just one sleeve. <laughs> Did you notice? I didn't notice that, but I know what you're talking about. Come to think of it, in yeah, the, I think I know what happened. In the school, about. like when he when he quotes like, "Oh, Ozzy Osbourne," and just and it's like, "Who who are you?" And I was like, "My name is Emmanuel Goldstein." <laughs> That's his real name, and he's just, "Oh, mm-hmm. I don't have you on my list." Oh, is this, this isn't the wood shop, and he just runs away, and he has this <laughs> one long sleeve and one yes. shirt. It's just like he's his. Oh, <laughs> this looks ridiculous. And then you have a Phantom Freak always wearing something leopard print. Yeah. Well, um, he has the kitty cat shirt, which I found that's something that kids would still wear today. Like, totally. Like, that would sell. Totally unironically. Or... Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, there's the leopard thing. But yeah, I've noticed the kitty cat t shirt. I think it was in a, two scenes. And I was like, that would sell at Urban Outfitters, like Wildfire, and just would do very well. <laughs> And also, while we're on the on the fashion, and have you guys seen Friends? You've seen mm-hmm. Friends, right? So, yeah, some of it. I've seen. It. I don't. I don't watch it, but I've seen episodes. <laughs> and okay, so uh, they will date me, but but you know, okay. When I was a kid and I was watching Friends, I had a massive crush on on Rachel Green, on Jennifer Aniston. By the way, just so mm-hmm. just put it out there. Now it's in the public domain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then um, there was this one episode where they found that Joey. Uh, and they did a, um, I think, commercial for a Japanese TV station, and he was, um, and he was really ashamed of it. I think, <laughs> and they found it, and it was um, uh, like a lipstick for men. It was called Ichiban, lipstick for men, <laughs> and he, and they they were showing it sort of um, how how you like this. It's like a silvery sort of glittery sort of um, uh, lipstick for men. When they, and he looked exactly like these two guys on the so fake YouTube show. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine, like you know, Matt LeBlanc looking like this. It was ridiculous. Jesus, itchy man, lipstick for men. <laughs> just yeah. Well, just silver lipstick in general, like that usually makes me cringe a little bit. But the idea of like this guy who has to do it for a job and he doesn't like it, and it's you know this foreign commercial. That's that's a lot. But yeah. I mean, actually, there's there's like some. I think one of the things I did like in the movie, especially the character of Freak, and actually, I can't remember the name of the the two co-hosts of the um, the Hacker Show, but there seemed to be like um, something a little like queer about those characters, and it's not addressed or um, or um, commented about in any way. They're just there. They're like comfortably exist in that world, and it's like not an issue for anybody. Yeah, I, I did. It's I razor did and blade. Razor, razor and blade. blade. Razor and blade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the whole movie. That's actually probably something that's part of the 
appeal now probably it does it does feel very queer with all the dressing and the atmosphere that's present in it yeah um, and there's you can see some people gravitating towards it for that yeah and I th- on top of that there's quite a few especially in the nightclub where you could convince yourself that mm-hmm. there are people sort of like there's there will be sort of the um the trans movement would be kind of just there in there like there, yeah. there'll be people who just okay well there's 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 some gender fluidity embedded in there <laughs> on the other side of the room there's neo and trinity talking yes but also kind of like you can you can imagine that like someone like matthew lillard also is kind of like not a very masculine man right um and then phantom freak as well is also sort of like he has the mm. sort of curly hair and he dresses in, in in a very specific way so it's kind of like everything's kind of just up in the air almost and it's 1995 yes it's, yeah kind of, it's, and it's not an it. issue that's i think it's a little utopian in, in a way i think just within yeah. that world where it's just like oh yeah there's people here and like maybe they're all by but who cares yeah they all respect each other planet. yeah but did you, but very did you healthy relationships <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're all standing standing out of the crowd because they're the only people who dress like this as well. Like in their school, <laughs> everyone dresses normally but them. <laughs> and uh, then only if they go to these nightclubs and they they kind of just blend in. Although yeah. they they blend in and they they still on rollerblades. <laughs> just yeah. Very true. A lot I of interesting choices. Are not a thing anymore. There was a there was a time and place for rollerblades, and that was like the nineties. It's I don't know it's like it is coming back in some places. Um, my sister lives in uh, in Iowa, and there's like a, a rollerblading kind of faction down there. Roller derby is still big. Mm-hmm. I don't think you do that with blades though. Um, it still happens, but it's not like it's not something that the adults are using to cater to kids. Like, yeah, but there's a lot of push scooters now. Yes, yeah. um, for some reason. But, but this is like there's one thing. Okay, well, rollerblading is still a thing as in like the skating community, like people who just you know like like this is the mm-hmm. sort of I don't know the, the subculture of just going to a skate park and just doing tricks, I suppose. But um, but on top, like, but there was this sort of casual sort of idea in the nineties of people would just be this would be like a mode of transportation for people. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> true. I, I kind like of this, I skateboards can see that. were like that as well. Like remember, remember back in the, back back to the future, it was a skateboard wasn't wasn't to jump and do ollies or whatever. It was just a mode of transportation for for, for people, right? They were just like even in Back to the Future Part Two, like you can imagine, like Griff and his and his friends were basically like taking out of hackers as well. Um, <laughs> but then I'm just thinking about like uh, the plague is also using a skateboard as a mode of transportation. Oh, that's oh, so <laughs> weird! So weird. But I, what I wanted to kind of just quickly, bri- briefly, just mention, just to name drop, have you ever seen this this film? It's from nineteen. I just checked. It's from nineteen ninety three called Airborne. No, no, oh. I haven't. So that's something that was I was like ten or eleven. I, I watched this on repeat. It's like a coming of age sort of thing, and it has um, Shane McDermott and Seth Green. Oh wow! Uh, yes. So it's about this dude who. Um, who's a teenager from California who surfs in rollerblades and then he has to go for the summer to his cousin somewhere in um like Ohio. <laughs> um so in order to or maybe maybe for a year, I don't I don't know what but he moves to to to, to live with, with his aunt or something like this. And then and then he has to kind of just find himself in this sort of place in Ohio where he can't surf because he's like the surfer dude. He has um, he has the partition in the middle. Like he looks like a backstreet boy. Right, <laughs> like you, you know what I mean. Have you seen Nick from the Backstreet Boys? 
I I remember the Backstreet Boys. That is yeah. Very so imagine specific. imagine this, but not blonde. And this will be Shane McDermott in in, in Airborne. He's kind of like this sort of you know lovable rogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah. So he's the so he's there. And they all they do is rollerblade in there. Like they all make, and they have this at the at the very end. He has to prove himself. I I don't know why he does it, but they have there's this downhill race that they have to they have to rollerblade downhill. It's yeah. It's great. It's 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 a solid one out of five. <laughs> a solid one out of five. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like it's 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 making me think about like how they market stuff. Like probably some production company or someone who was pitching something's like kids like to rollerblade, so let's make a rollerblading movie. It's pretty much what it is, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just watching this. I'm watching, and especially when they like move around the New York City, right? And they they all they do is just rollerblade everywhere, apart even even in the subway. And, and by the way, did you notice that when on the subway station the doors don't open, they have to hold them open? Like, what kind of a subway train is this? I, I'm I'm not familiar enough with the New York um, subway system to know whether that was actually a thing or not. Um, and they all look decrepit. It looks like the Warriors, right? Yeah, oh, that looks accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're, they're it's not the best. They're not that bad. Like, I mean, I didn't really go to New York until. Believe it or not, I didn't go there until 2001, a few months before the attacks happened. And I mean, I think things were cleaned up by then. But I think like in the 70s and stuff like that, maybe they were still going for that aesthetic where everything was dumpy looking. But I don't know why mm. they would have done that. I, it's an odd choice. Or maybe they just got like the really crummy. They were at a station where like things were way more run down than the rest of um, the transit system. That's possible. Yeah. <clears throat> also, one of the one of the sort of few or not few but like you don't see it anymore so the, the new york skyline with skyline with the world trade center in there as well mm-hmm. there's something about it yeah. that's very nostalgic every time yeah it pops yeah. up so when you think about it, it's a very like okay when we live a bit longer you will realize that there's a very very narrow window of time where films were made where this thing was a thing because mm-hmm. when you think yeah. about it, it's only it has, it has been a thing for like 20 years 27 yeah. years something like that and then you know, and I, yeah. I, th- I suppose in the like late seventies, early eighties, like New York wasn't reportrayed in a very glamorous way either. Mm. It's like all I feel, all I think of, like in terms of like well, New York early early eighties and se- late seventies, like the taxi driver, um, or like the driller killer sort of, <laughs> wa- oh, the yeah. warriors sort of New York, where it's almost like it, it's like the escape from New York, New York. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah. And but in but in the nineties, um, I can't remember who mentioned this. Maybe I heard it on a podcast. That someone mentioned that the Ghostbusters turned this around, and then after Ghostbusters, I think people started thinking, "Yeah, go, yeah, you can, you can make make, make use of New York in a sort of glamorous way." Mm. In, yeah, the but, New York way of living. Yeah, yeah. or I mean, th- I mean, there's there's just different versions of New York. The same way that there's like different versions of Paris. Or mm-hmm. London, it's it all depends on the lens that you're seeing it through. It can New York can be very romantic because I mean at the same time there was these um, kind of tough, um, hard edge dramas in New York. I mean there was still like there was like romantic comedies and um, and period pieces that were idealizing New York at the same time. Um, well, in the nineties, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, no, like in the eighties, wasn't there? Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's like some, uh, like, well, think of like when Harry met Sally. That takes place in New York, and that's pretty. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose like Woody Allen True. films would probably yeah, be like, that's like Annie like that, Hall where it's, and yeah, like, like Working is... Girl. Yes, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Hackers 
um, it almost features like um, an idealized or a uh, version of New York that, I mean, I'm not entirely sure existed. I don't know if people could get by rollerblading in New York without getting hit by cars constantly. Um, but that was very eco-friendly as well when you think about it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and there might be a little bit of that built into the characters as well, but it didn't make it into the movie because it seems like they're earth conscious a little Hack bit. the planet. Yeah. <laughs> it all goes back to that one. Yeah, hack the planet. <laughs> oh, while, while, we're, while, while we're on the on the weird message, did you pay attention to the little sort of notes left everywhere on the on the set? Like, um, they have like a a four sheets of paper of made in color with weird sentences like "surf the edge," "trust oh. techno lust." Did you not no. notice them? <laughs> I didn't. I was too distracted by things like the pronouns they would have. There were nothing but ones and zeros. Like that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, the lead speak. Yeah. He's a lead. Uh, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to crush you like the worm. You are. You are. <laughs> but it then, reminded me of those piracy yeah. videos. Remember how they used to be like piracy? The font's is a exactly the same. It's yeah. the same yeah, font. It's the same font. Yeah. <laughs> it's like piracy is a crime. Yeah, but I, I assume it's easy to miss these sort of notes in the background because they're usually in the background where all, all you have in the foreground is Matthew Lillard and Angelina Jolie, <laughs> and they really draw attention to themselves, <laughs> especially with their fashion choices. <laughs> if they're like surfing, windsurfing tops, and uh, I don't know. I, I was actually actively thinking to actually like braid my hair to the front, like like Matthew Lillard is amazing. It's great. He would be a good obscure um, character to do a Halloween costume for, because like only a few mm. people would know. But you'd have to have the long hair, yeah, and you trick. have to have the tongue. Like this has to, you know, you have to be able to, you know, if you can walk survive the, the walk. <laughs> has to be like really uh, t- being tall and lanky helps as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just those long wavy arms. He has very long arms. <laughs> yeah, so he's long. like a wavy inflatable tube man that you see <laughs> yes. like at the used car lots. <laughs> um, at yes. least like his, not yeah. to say that Matthew Lillard is that, but like that specific character because he's just like he he's like constantly moving and he's almost a callback to the seventies a little bit. Um, like they made him seem a little bit hippie-ish for nineteen ninety-five. Oh, but, but that's but, it still um, works. but that's that's in the text. Did you not notice? Oh there yeah, was, that's right. He talked say, about why, how he why was is raised. He, why is he like that? And it's like, oh, his parents missed out on on the Woodstock, and he's making up for, and he's been making up for it ever since. <laughs> but it's also sad because there's a missing component of his backstory. Like he, it's you never see his parents, and it seems like he can't no. go home. Like he's yeah, always he, sleeping at other people's houses. Kind of it's kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's and he's like brushing his teeth in a you know in a public restroom somewhere always. But and then like, part of I don't know if it's purposefully on char- in character or is this something that they just didn't teach him how to rollerblade pro- pro- like pro- pro- properly. That he's always sort of wavy because he's always on rollerblades, but it does- he doesn't look like he can pro- properly like stand on them. So he's always uh. kind of just like <laughs> just half a second away from falling. <laughs> Not enough time training on it. Because they only they did, gave action. him like three weeks of training, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's that's possible. If you and if you're just not good at it, you're not good at, it, and so you have to cover it up. So he might have done those body movements to cover up the fact he was almost always falling. I mean, it's all speculation, but I could see that. It's like I'm just going to try to make this a character thing. So the quality of a good face. performance. You don't know where the line between reality and fiction is. <laughs> yeah. it makes you question everything about the character. I'm going to have to watch it again now, just because of that. 
No, you gotta. You gotta. Like, come on. No, but, but then it's 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 a very weird. And then you also have well, almost said Tintin, but then the uh, uh, Lord Nikon as well. He has this sort of. He's almost like a gangster. <laughs> Just yeah. It's like in a drug den when they approach him. Yeah, I thought, yeah. like, who, who is this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just one of the other hackers. He's well, just messing Did your mommy buy you a pewter for Christmas? <laughs> it's like, is that Candyman? Oh, wait, no, it's just no, this guy. It's not. That's just the uh, guy. <laughs> he looks very good in leather and, and, and you know, in, in the crow. It's mm. very mean. I like the hood that was obscuring his face. I thought, like, obviously this is someone important because they're not but, revealing him right away. But... And he has to kind of look up, like, <laughs> this. <Yeah. laughs> it's, uh, you know. I don't know. I, I kind of like him, but it kind of looks like it. it we're, like I don't know. Like, I kind of half expected that this would be like this episode will be like pop star. They were just like kind of name dropping scenes because it's just it's so much, so much cool stuff to <laughs> dig into, but nothing really makes sense. No, no, there's not really. I mean, there's a plot, but basically, I was just about to say like this is nothing but scenes. It's just scenes with like things happening in them, and uh, it's it it's chaos in some ways, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't. No, we can dig into the plot as well because it's kind of like, um, especially it's the same year, like like as the net, or oh yeah, I'm uh, so glad you brought that up. Oh, it's yeah. We should probably do this one time because it's you know Sandy Bullock. <laughs> uh, I think I've never even heard of the net. Oh, you've never heard of the net? Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> it's, it's. I think yeah. you know, it'd be interesting to see that because I mean, hackers is really, really ridiculous, Niccolo, but. The net is—it's a thriller, and it is based on the technology of the time. But it's humorous to watch now because it's—it's it's basically, if I remember right, it's just Sandra Bullock trying to copy a floppy disk. Isn't that like the climax <laughs> um, of the film? Yes, and then yes. she puts it upside down. Yes, in the, oh. in the drive. Yeah, and it should like if you know anything about floppy disks, it shouldn't go in. <laughs> but you know. Oh um, God. But yeah, it's essentially like all the president's men with with like the sort of hacking sort of mm-hmm. slant. Because it's like someone, like she, I think she witnesses something, and it, it is kind of like, like parallax view almost, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds very derivative and very fun. Well, it's the nineties. What else do you <laughs> just wake up and smell the nineties? There were there were a lot of like floppy disk related movies back then. Well, yeah, that that was the technology of the time. <laughs> yeah, there's um yeah, the actually floppy. this is uh, my cousin showed me this. She's it was like went straight to video. Um, it's Robin of Loxley, but it takes place in a high school and Robin, the Robin Hood character is a hacker and he's like 12 or something like that. And there's a lot of floppy disks in that. It's, Jesus. it's unintentionally hilarious, but they were going with that for a while. Or was Masterminds like that? The one with, um, Vincent Carthizen and Patrick Stewart, was there hacking in that as well? It was like a kid, like oh, I don't meddling know. with stuff. I can't quite recall, but they were, remember- my, they were pushing it for a while. Do you remember that old film? I mean, it's old. It's early '90s called "Ghosts in the Machine." I didn't see that one, but I recognize the title. Yeah. Um, is there, it's 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 like a knockoff of Shocker, I think. Um. Also, weirdly enough, it's directed by a woman, Rachel Talalay. So that, mm. that's something. And I and I remember liking this because it's like about the serial killer who I think he's either dies in a in an accident, and then he becomes an electrical pulse and he starts killing people and then he also they see it see it from his sort of perspective as he's kind of just traveling through wires and he kills people <laughs> by like in switching things on where they're not supposed to be on like i don't know someone's looking for 
I know. Uh, so we go into like the 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 garbage shredder that um, you know in American houses you have to sort of, oh, and then God. just shreds his hand. It's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's sort of the same same energy. <laughs> it's just sort yeah. of technology. Is, like, what can we do scary. with this? And it's just outdated and lame. Within you know a decade. Uh... Oh, I remember because he he was the um, what's it called like a diary? No, a, a phone book killer or not phone book killer? Like a diary killer. Like you know, back back in the day, people like my mom used to have this sort of notebook mm-hmm. uh, where you just write down people's phone numbers, right? Oh so it, yeah, like an address book. Is that yes? Like uh, well, maybe he was called like an address book. Killer. Yeah, like the, the address rotary. book killer. No. Yeah. So he was just knocking people off the list from some from a notebook that he stole from somewhere. That's so <laughs> random. Like that's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, the address is in here. I'm gonna go over there and kill them. That's pretty much what it's like. You need to watch this. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> No kidding, yeah. Sounds like an anchor gem. It does. Hold on, I, I need to put it on the list because it's. I mean, but like, like, word of warning for everyone out there: like this film's not good. Like this is something that you kind of just agree to watch because it's gonna be fun and camp and and, and schlocky, but it's not like like a, like yeah. Like it's I an uncut like, turd. Uh, yeah, it's an uncut turd. I wouldn't recommend it to Carson. I'll put it this way because he's not gonna get it. It would be interesting <laughs> if Carson was here, like you said, because I I think he probably would be. Upset. Be yeah, be I don't know what Jack. I, do you think like Jack would have liked this film? No, I think he. I, I have I no idea. In, no, he wouldn't. No, I don't think. I think so. Maybe in the in the past. Oh no, have... maybe he, hold on. Let me go on Letterbox. Hold on, maybe he's seen it. Yeah, maybe he has. Okay, do you want to? Oh my God, it? no! He's not, he gave it four stars. Did he now? Yeah. <laughs> do you have his he review on? It. Can you please read from his review? Yes, I, I, I'll read it. I'll read the first sentence or so, but um. He said, I can see the flaws this film has. For starters, it's so fixed into 90s culture that it hasn't aged very well, yet is a staple for that era, as is Walter Hill's The Warriors for the 70s, for an example. So, that, I mean, that's just the first sentence. Um, and I, I'm skimming it. It's, it reminds him of The Matrix, so I think that's part of why he, is, he <laughs> that's loves That's why it. this is here, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's all the iconography. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's um, provided a template. Maybe. Please tell me that in this review there's something about these sort of FBI agents being like the protoplasts of of the agents in the, in the Matrix no, with their earpieces. He, he, he doesn't mention that. Um, <sighs> Missed the trick on that one. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's only a paragraph review. I think if he gone into it more, um, but he said that it's reminds him of the Matrix with its aesthetic design and feel. So that might be lumped into there. Yeah, it okay. is also 2016 when he wrote it. Yeah, so he was oh, yeah. five years. Younger. People change. <laughs> People change. Oh my god! Some of the pre- the reviews here. The most popular says every outfit in this has been worn by Young Thug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when I first saw, it, I did say to my friends, like, I want every outfit in this movie. Like, not to wear. I just wanted them because it was just like I wanted to just like look at them and just be like, why? Uh, I mean, Angelina Jolie's backpack when she meets um, yes uh, Johnny Lee Miller, she has this long ass backpack. How uncomfortable this might be to wear, I don't know. And is this like a real sort of thing that they bought from some for somewhere? Like it's like a I don't know piece of gear that people wear when they go windsurfing or something. <laughs> What's going on? It might just all be up to the costume design. Um, costumes were costumes? done. His name's Roger Burton, and he's done the costumes for this and two other movies that I've never heard of. Wow. Um. <laughs> yeah, he had a really short career. But just judging from the posters for the other films he did, they don't seem to be like hackers. But what 
this person did or what they chose to dress the characters like um, is unlike anything I've ever seen. It was just it's, that backpack, for example, was the, even like the glasses that we first see Matthew Lillard wearing. There's just all these little things that are just oh, almost glasses. a little ahead of its time. Like it's it's so out there. It's almost a little bit Generation Z, actually. Actually, then, oh, the Google Glass that Johnny Lee Miller Miller wears. Do you know that he has this sort of piece on his eye? Yeah, that's, the, that the, seemed normal book? to me. This is kind of like, yeah. I can't bet you money. Like, people like, oh, what's it? What, what's the guy's name? Sergey Brin and all these people who just invented Google, right? That, that all, their, all, all their inspiration for, what, for the tech of the day comes from shit, like, from the 90s like this. Yeah, well, I mean, we if that's happened with... Without um, actors. Yeah, it no. wouldn't be... I mean, there's things that were influenced by... Things became the way they were because of things like Star Trek or Minor- Minority Report. I think that mm-hmm. that really implanted the idea of like touch screens and being able to move things side to side with your finger or your hand. I mean, it's it's strange how that works. Although I remember in Minority Report, one thing they didn't get right was the idea of like using hard... Um... Uh, like this, these discs to transfer from one place to another. It's like oh, everything's wireless, dude. Now, yeah, we should have seen that coming. I mean, that's what Nik- Nikola Tesla said: was that everything was going to be wireless, and people thought he was nuts, but he was right. Yeah. Bluetooth yeah. and all that. Yeah. Although, apparently, fun fact: apparently, if if we had if if Tesla had his way, this is something I heard. Um, can't remember again on on a podcast somewhere. Apparently, um. If Tesla had 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 his ideas sort of sponsored, and then if if his technology took off, we wouldn't have um, wireless technologies the way we have now, because his ideas w- were revolving about inducing electricity everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't be able to do anything because you you wouldn't have anything made of metal, because it would just Ooh. it would just have charges everywhere. <laughs> so like the whole build, world would be built differently and then you, you wouldn't have like Wi-Fi or mobile phone signals because it would be just the 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 air around you would be completely ionized because you just have electrical charges everywhere. Constant static. Constant mm. yeah. So Oof. apparently it's it's I don't want to say it's a blessing in disguise, <laughs> but it's kind of apparently the way the way the world looks like now is because Tesla was unsuccessful. <laughs> um because we had to graduate from wires towards radio technology, and radio technology would have been probably completely suppressed as a result of this. Mm-hmm. It would probably, it would probably be, we will probably be using something else, and it would probably all have like you would just grow accustomed to not have like any sort of hairdos because everyone's hair would be just standing up. We'd all look like characters from Eraserhead, basically. We'd all look like characters from Eraserhead, or like from Young Einstein, or <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be into that. Um, here's another connection. You just mentioned radio. Um, I didn't think about it until we started talking about this, but the show, not the show, the film pump up the volume was a lot about radio about, was it about radio hacking or like taking over the airwaves? And it was like aimed at kids. Christian Slater was like a, a road DJ or something. Oh yeah. I wonder if that was because I was thinking like there might be parallels with this. Like they're like, we'll make a pump up the volume, but it's about hackers, but we don't know anything about hacking really but we'll make well, the outfits about, cool that's about these sort of like pirate radio like that, that that's also super early 90s and late 80s like this sort of pirate radio stations because you know oh yeah that's a good shout actually yeah i wonder if there that had any influence in and in hackers although hackers is very 
I don't know. It's just so colorful and brash. And I think Puppet Volume is more, it's more like a John Hughes film. You know, yeah, I suppose the characters I mean, are believable and like, in grounded. terms of like aesthetic, I think like Hackers is more like a marriage between the Bre- Breakfast Club and the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, and well, oh, Breakfast Club, the Warriors escape from New York. I would say this sort of <laughs> this sort of vibes, and then just jazzed up a little bit. <laughs> it's 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 very odd. But it's, yeah. I, I don't know. But it's super fun to watch. I don't. I, I kind of like it that way. It's yeah. It's a good time. It is, yeah. So how about I don't know. I, I feel we might as well just call it a day at some point because it's just, I don't. Should we do our top three and bottom three? Um. Uh, okay. So let's just do our sort of. Let's just say closing thoughts and do our top threes, bottom threes. Okay. Unless, unless you guys, you guys have something pressing you want to say. Um. Because I, I don't know. I think I'm, I've run out of men. Oh, no, hold, I have one thing. I wanted to say life hacks. Did you notice life hacks in here? No. Okay. Um, one is like when they say, like when you think, oh, like it's very meta, right? Because film's about hacking and they, and they all have the ideas of about how, how do we hack into places. But um, like the guys still have the fake YouTube channel. They give people life hacks, like record a coin going into a machine, and you'll never have to pay. And then Phantom Freak, when he's when he's arrested, he um, he presses um, like the um, uh, the the thing on the on the phone like twelve times, and he gets connected to the operator and says he has problems dialing a number. Also a life hack, like yes. when you when you're arrested and you get one phone call and they and they dial the number for you. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Hacking. <laughs> Yeah, there was. The, I did. I didn't know know the term live hacking, but yeah, I did notice that there was these little things in the film that probably kids tried. You don't know what life hacks are. Come on, really? No, I just didn't know the term. Oh my! Oh, you need oh to life hacks. Life hacks. Yeah, you like okay. whole, a whole universe of YouTube has just opened That's, up for yeah, you. Yeah, you were so right. I do know what life hacks are. I just had total. I don't know. Like that part of my brain just did not just respond to that. Total but blackout. Yes. Yeah, it just I thought it was something else. You. <laughs> no, it may be my accent. Don't worry. Like I, I you know, that's just my, this is just me because I say things in a weird way. No, you're doing great. Well, <laughs> it's, just, it's just slightly condescending. You're doing great. You're no, good, no. I mean, good, I was about to say boy. like, well, I have an accent too, and if I was speaking Polish to you, I'm sure I would not be doing well, as good of a job. As well, let's just say, pop, pop, yeah, no. I don't know, Polish is a language on, on, like, I don't know, apparently in tears, like in terms of like difficulty of learning languages, there's Finnish, there's Chinese, and there's Polish, which oh, is like, really? yeah, it's because like, our, like, yeah, it's very, it, it's, all, it, it's, not, it's not like it's easy, it's easy to pick up and difficult to master. It's just like, there's so many things you have to jump through <laughs> before you actually start <laughs> speaking. <laughs> well, English is messed up too. I mean, I don't envy anyone who's like, I'm just going to, especially like people who go from like Spanish um, Spanish to English, there's just a lot of things where it's like, what? There's all these contradictions and, and pronunciation um, is a mess. Yeah, yes, Jesus, it doesn't make yes. any sense. So yeah, the fact that I mean, it's I'm the one who's having to do the least work here. I'm just <laughs> speaking in my normal language, but yes, life hacks. My God, I just completely blanked on what those were. But <laughs> yeah, so might as well. Anyway, how you about we continue with with our final thoughts? How about how about let's let's start with that and let's slowly, slowly bring it to a close. Um, like like you said earlier, Jakob, it's kind of liken it to something that's very incredibly stupid, but um, you love it anyway. There, it's 
it you can't I don't I can't say like I it's I hate this film or that I dismiss this film. There's this kind of bizarre affection I have for it. Um, it isn't something that I feel like I would watch a lot or think is a, a guilty pleasure or anything like that, but there's elements of it that I think are enjoyable, maybe more in a group setting. If you're watching it with other people and the other people know that technology or were around during that time, I think it could be a very enjoyable experience. Um, likewise, it might be even funny around people who have no idea what's going on and just think it's unbelievably batshit crazy um so as far as it being an uncut gem it's hard for me to say let's just say that it's um it's definitely like um i wouldn't say it's an uncut gem i would say it's like an outdated ram chip um (laughs) not for everybody but some people will definitely know what it is and get some you need a pci bus for it yes (laughs) nicola what's your take i i Man, it's 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 a blast. I I always tend to value, for some movies at least, or for movies that are meant to be entertaining, I do value the entertainment factor more than any more objective quality. If there is such a thing, and this film, like it's it's silly, it's ridiculous, it's ludicrous even at times. Um, there's a lot of questionable things that we haven't really touched on. A lot of, of a lot of like dated sexism. Um, oh, let's some... get into this just just briefly. What, what do you have in mind? Oh well, it's it's in the apart, apart from well, Angelina Jolie just randomly showing her breasts. Outside of that, it's just I love when she's playing the game at the at the arcade. I think it's Wipeout. I don't know what they're playing. Mm-hmm. Or the early ones. <laughs> Johnny Miller just comes. He's like, oh, he says something like, oh, this that's pretty good. It's a good score for a girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I noticed like, that too. Yeah, and of course he beats her. He's like, yeah. But then, yeah. but then there's also the reverse sexism as well. It's like, well, what do you what do you want when you uh, when you win? You're gonna be my slave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put on a dress. And then, oh, yeah, I, she I, makes I, it. She says that he'll wear a dress, and it's like maybe he doesn't care. But she loses. <laughs> they should have done she, it. But she, she loses because they because they they cheat her out of the win because they they all the guys they were rooting for 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 Johnny Lee Miller to win so that they they would go on a date. Yeah, and she seems fine with that, but whatever. <laughs> but then, it's but so the weird. look she gives him, like the dis- like there is this one scene when he says something to her and she just turns away and she rolls her eyes. It's just brilliant. <laughs> Was that unscripted? <laughs> Who knows? She's just so so patronizing to him. It's just it's so delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but you know, it's it's a good time. Honestly, it's it's very enjoyable with all its quirks and with all its more or less outdated elements. It's. Yeah. I would say it's an uncut gem. I'm 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 glad I watched it. I was preparing myself for the worst, but ended up living with a big smile on my face. Oh, you woke up and smelled the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, no, it, I, I was oh, born three three years too late. No, oh. now I have. I want this on my shelf. I mean, I think I, this this <laughs> has grown on me enough that now I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm old enough to have this massive nostalgia trip with with this movie and just brings me back it's so good it's it's the congo level of stupid but you know it's um it's so much fun and also I, we didn't really touch on this like i mean we did touch on this like how far ahead of of its time it was and there's one thing that i kind of wanted to quickly brief, briefly just mention that the sort of the virus the the, the da vinci virus in there and this the sort of like people and the, the fact that they have another virus which is a worm that was that was kind of new it's just this virus yeah. it just like nips um 
like cents off of every transaction and just puts her in the puts it in the Cayman Islands or whatever. It's just wow. Well, wasn't um, that? Oh, they talked about a super. Did they mention it was Superman three or something oh, that was yes. a ripoff of that? And the, it's the also oil, an the oil tankers. Is, is is this this is it right? No. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Or no, or maybe be, it's the virus that nips off nips 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 a bunch of money. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I watched it really late last night too. So <laughs> I remember the virus stuff is very confusing. So yeah. <laughs> it's hard to it, keep track of what everything does. But you know, there are films that are confusing, and there are films that, that annoy you be, with with the fact that they're confusing, and you just let it wash over it. Yeah, over that's what I, that's just... what this was like. It's like I'm not even going to pay attention to this because <laughs> yes. it's not going to make sense it's anyway. So much fun because they're just like there's Fisher Stevens just like telling people they're like just condescendingly telling everyone they're idiots, and <laughs> while he's. Um, there's a great line. I, I was thinking about just bringing my own top three for Eugene, uh, as in like uh, um, Fisher. Uh, no, is it Stephen Fisher? I don't know. It's Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Stevens um, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like, hi Eugene. Did you dress in the dark again? <laughs> and he was dressed actually fine in that. That was, was so so weird. I was like, was... he looks normal to me. Like what? I mean, I was. I, I could actually have a top three of Fisher Stevens moments. That would be this. The, did you dress in the dark again? Like when he walks in the in the com- in the command center, he says, "Never fear, I is here." Oh God! <laughs> yeah. And oh. when he just gives, when he, and he gives the uh, pendulets of commands like type cookie, <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, in all fairness, I really like this film. Like now, I'm now I'm sort of on board with this in a way. I'm I'm with like stupid films like Congo, and I really want this on my shelf. And I'm, I can't forgive myself for only renting it. Like, this should be on my. They need. They, I need a Blu-ray release for this. That's newly remastered. This is this is something. This this is something great. Anyway, so I like it a lot. Four stars. Shout Factory should re-release it. Uh, yeah. Uh... Yeah, to- I'm I'm totally on on board with this film. Definitely a gem. Like I'm super happy. You, you guys liked it as well. I'm 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 mm-hmm. I'm very positive about this movie. Um, so how about we just do a, do our top threes and bottom threes? So top threes first. How how do you want to do your top threes? Um. Okay. Top three. My favorite moment in the film is when Freak goes to jail and he calls um Angelina Jolie and his last line that he says really really fast before he's caught he says it's in that place where I put that thing that time I don't know it's just like the way he said it like really fast and then he hung up the phone and looked like he tried to look innocent it's like what is that so I don't know I knew he was speaking in code and hopefully she knows where that place is where he put that thing that time that's but in the men's room it was just so but, funny. By the way, this is not on my list. I removed it from my list, but the <laughs> fact that she goes then to a men's room and this men's room has urinals on one end of the room and lockers on the other. Oh, God. <laughs> what never kind of a school is need. this? Very strange. I think, but yeah, this high school is strange. I think the strangest high school I've ever seen, though, was in a movie called Beastly. It looked like a subway underpass mm. and a Kubrick movie all rolled into one. <laughs> it's like, kids go to school here? It's anyway, this, this sort of film with this guy who has these weird sort of like scars. Yeah, <laughs> like Beauty and the Beast. Uh... He gets cursed by a witch, and uh, he looks ugly for a while, and then he gets over it. Yeah, that's oh, okay. not an uncut gem. It's... No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's definitely a not. Twenty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, this has like thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, considering like the age of the people who saw it and um, wrote reviews about it, that doesn't surprise me at all. I think it's it's one of those things where it's. It wasn't aimed at adults, and mm. so it's like, why would you go in here and enjoy it if you're if you're Roger Ebert or whatever? Although he seemed to enjoy it, but you know his contemporaries. Um, 
Okay, anyway. Oh, yeah. Moment number two. Um, Matthew Lillard popping out from under a desk and all of his tools are in one giant pouch in front of his crotch right in that woman's face. And then he leaves and his ass is hanging out. Like, there's like, has nothing to do with the plot, but it's so absurd. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then three... um, I think I wrote down cookie monster with a quote, like a question mark, because that was just so strange. Um, but um, I don't really think that counts. I think the, the third one was not a moment in the film. It was just a moment I realized to myself, whereas like, I realized I've never seen Wendell Pierce out of a suit. This is the movie. That made <laughs> no, me you do that. not. Like he's always suit. Like he's like agent Smith. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. He's, I, I was think I've never, I'm sure like there's things he's appeared in where he's not in this suit, but it's like, I don't think I've ever seen him out of a suit. Um, and it's like going back like 20 years or whatever. It's like, he's still in a fucking suit. Okay. Um, so those are my top three. It looks good in a suit. Awesome. Uh, Nick, your top three. Come on. Uh, number three. I was I was very, very happy that there's some Italian hacker representation in this. When they have they have the whole world just hacking in. And she they has show some Italian. She, she has the weirdest. I, was, I, was I like, love I that, know. actually. I love that they showed all these people speaking in different languages. And it wasn't just all... Do you know what this felt like? Like the end of um, Independence Day. Yes. <laughs> when they're transferring the message to all the, how to bring down the spaceships. It's like Wonder Woman 1984. which oh, shows the whole wow. world. Oh, man. With a wish. But yeah, that, that was fun. And especially because they got an actual Italian person. They usually get like Spanish, Mexicans. I don't know why. Was it an actual Italian person? As in like, did you notice that the accent was correct? Or yes. do you know the accent? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, great. it's not like once upon a time in Hollywood, but it's not an Italian actor. It's like, <laughs> ooh. It's not, it's not like Inglorious Bastards either. Buongiorno. <laughs> no. Go on. But, they, but no, honestly, it's Arriba one of the small things. Arriba dirty. Like, it comes it's at like, the end. <laughs> I got really excited. I was just in the in the groove of the movie. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you go, guys. Here you go, girl. Italians. Woo, woo. Um, <laughs> How, Second what's, one. What's the hold on? No, hold on. We need to, oh, we need to probe into this. Oh boy. So what we the sort of like what, what what did you do? Like did you do like an Excelsior? Like what's the uh, what's the uh, what's the what's the Italian sort of way of doing, of acknowledging another Italian in a in a positive manner? Come on. Andiamo, just, mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> like, just a very just a very excited yay. Just okay. by myself. Yeah. Okay, so nothing like, culture yeah. specific. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, it's universal. Not. Oh, it's disappointed. Universal. <laughs> Excitement is universal. Yeah. Um, the second one is the is the Cookie Monster <laughs> Pac Man nonsense. I was, I, 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 I was speechless, and that comes like before the Italian comes. I was just like, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> it's just things are popping up. I love that Lorraine Brock is just screaming. So you got to like ah what cancer what it's, it's it's the tube in the brain I don't know it's like I, I, yeah. we're all Lorraine Bracken in this film we're, we're just clueless we're just like you know what at least something's happening and the last one hands down like this is the moment where I fell in love with the movie on just a pure entertainment value is when Johnny Lee Miller is giving the floppy disk <laughs> to the plague. Oh God! The dark <laughs> street. It's very moody, and atmospheric. The it's car like the comes around the corner, sort of and then yes. all the, it's like all the smoke machines turned on after the car left, and I was like, 
That, yeah, what? but his skateboarding. Uh, skateboarding, yeah. he snatches it off his hand with the skateboard. It's like very slow as well. It's like crouching a little bit, like yeah. <laughs> it was like it was okay. But see, okay, this is gonna that, be a good segue because it kind of feels like a scene from Taxi Driver. And then mm-hmm. I might as well just substitute. I mean, because I have a bunch of things. I, I, I recently, I don't, I don't limit myself to three, especially it's, for films. It's an embarrassment like. of riches here. Honestly. <laughs> but see, <laughs> this is like when he, when he's sitting there, and then he just um, <laughs> rolls up in this, in, like, on the side of a car on a skateboard, and he just snatches it. It's like a scene from a taxi driver because there's smoke everywhere. And there's another one where Johnny Lee Miller is getting ready for his action or whatever, and he's practicing. In front of the mirror with floppy disks, oh, just drawing yeah. them, <laughs> and then just he's talking to me. <laughs> he goes for oh, the mirror, yeah. and he has floppy disks in his in a tuck, tucked in his in his pants, <laughs> um, and they're not breaking. And they're not breaking. They're not falling apart immediately. I wonder if they had like a budget for broken floppy disks. Because they're the three, <laughs> the, they're the three inches. Secret to one, change right? the prop. They're not <laughs> we the need fi- a new one. They're not the five twenty-five floppies. They were really floppy. The the, the old ones. They they had like five hundred kilobytes worth of space in there. These are the one forty-four megabytes. The good, the big ones. <laughs> it's like five terabytes today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like you can't even put an MP3 on this. Um, uh, wow. Okay, so oh, where's where's my, my okay? Hmm, where's where's my list into cookies? Okay, so is I've there got, a ten? Like, I'm wondering if it's gonna be a top ten. No, <laughs> there's gonna be more because I had to separate things. I had I'm sorry, I had to do this. So I've got my top three. I mean, it's a top five. It's different levels. It's a top six now. <laughs> it's a, it's, the, it's a, my tier. My tier of uh. No, no, I had to separate off Matthew Lillard into a separate list. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So I have a top three and bottom three Matthew Lillard moments. <laughs> They are just separate because I had to like it would be like a top ten if I had to. So I have this never fear eyes here. This is one that's a really good moment. The life hack of putting plastic bags on your headphones so you can take a shower while listening to music. This is Joey, and then he goes like, "Yeah, Joey, wow!" And he just takes, just take the gets out, and there's a guy pointing a gun at him, (laughs) screaming. <clears throat> I had the uh, it, uh, you guys all had it like the, it's a cookie monster type cookie, and then the whole the whole <laughs> hack the planet sequence when he's like, oh it's some like oh, he deployed something and he goes like deploy antivirus he's like Timothy Oliphant in the Die Hard Four, <laughs> and, and the whole sequence with Lauren Bracco just like going nuts it's just like I love and also, also they had the uh, English um, hacker in, like sipping tea. Somewhere on the back, and that was a guy from Eurythmics. <laughs> yes, that was strange. <laughs> Just randomly. Um, but okay, so the men's toilet with lockers in it—that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, actual actual pinnacle—it's a throw, it's a blink and you miss it moment when they're in a nightclub and they're going past the people dancing, and there's this—I wo- wo- think it's a woman. I'm not sure. But there's this person dressed as a chandelier. Yes, I re- <laughs> that's totally that's drag ball all the way. Oh so the trans community is there. Shit. That's true. Oh, like this is very queer. <laughs> but this yep. is this is my, this is my top moment. So this is my <laughs> this is my top origin, and now I'll, I'll just list my top three Matthew Lillard moments. The random squeal he gives in a phone booth when he just <laughs> yes. he goes like, Whoa! <laughs> it's um. It's something that I sometimes do myself <laughs> at work. I'll kid you not. This is I mean, this is why he's my spirit animal now. Spandex. It's a privilege, not a right. <laughs> he says. 
and and also what Hillary just mentioned before, when he's repairing under the desk and walks away showing his bare ass. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. So that's my top moments. Now bottom. Let's go. Let's go bottom. This is going to be difficult, I suppose. But yeah, uh, Hillary, how about you lead the way? Give us um, bottom. Bottom moments. three moments. Uh, my first bottom three. I did not like the dream sequences. They didn't really need to be in there. Um, and that maybe that's just a personal thing. It was just like, oh, there's like weird stuff. Like I'm in my room and now Angelina Jolie is making out with me. And now the <laughs> FBI is here. And oh, it was a dream. Like, um, I, it's the I only don't... way to establish some interest between the two of them. Because there's I, I no chemistry. So. <laughs> between the Which actors. is so weird because they got married after that. And they were together for a few years. Um, four years they were together, no? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um other bottom three, uh, the cop fake out where like the cops were raiding the the subway um, terminal, and I was like, they're not there. I like already knew, and then like they just ends up being a bunch of phones off the hook. Um, and then, the- <laughs> oh, but they have things uh, on them. Did you yes. notice? <laughs> yeah, they had like contraptions on them or whatever, yeah. um, but they weren't there. But it's like I knew that they weren't going to get caught. Uh, and then <laughs> this happens right at the end of the film. But this is probably my top bottom three. And we, we already discussed this was Fisher Stevens fake beard on the plane. <laughs> yes. His like his Tevia look. Can um, I have a pillow, please? And then <laughs> you're under arrest, punk. Um, yeah, the, that, that makeup and that hair was just oh. pitiful. That's great stuff. <laughs> Nick, top bottom three. Well, number three is just in general the sexism and the homophobia in this film. It's you know it's not as strong as other movies from the time, but it was very much eye rolling when it came when it happened. Yeah. Um, number two, L- Lorraine Bracco's hairdo <laughs> just just <laughs> hurt me. That's very nineties as well. <laughs> yes, and that especially because I've been watching like The Sopranos for the past two months now. Was that a perm? I think it was a perm. I don't know what it was, and it's blonde, and it doesn't doesn't fit her at all. <laughs> she just came on screen, and I screamed a little bit. I was like, oh, <laughs> did why? Like how she towers over Fisher Stevens as well, because she's like good <laughs> foot taller than he than he is. As well. <laughs> he's very short. He's he's very short. Um, and lastly, just the typing. But this is also a very good thing. Just the typing in general. It's just. It's very aggressive. They're always hitting the middle portion of the keyboard. I love that. What are they Like, I would love just the POV of the actors in one of those scenes. There's no behind the scenes that shows the POV. I'd love to see them just randomly touching buttons. Like, uh. Maybe you'll be on the Blu-ray, the restoration. It needs to have some good um, special features as well. I, I was reading this. The Shout Factory only has interviews. With oh. like free actors and uh, some behind the scenes people, like mm. the costume designer. Oh well, that instance. yeah, that would definitely be worth checking out. An like, hour of interviews, good stuff. I mean, it's not going to be like a ma- like the Matrix special features. You're not going to have <laughs> no. like commentary tracks with philosophers. <laughs> no, <laughs> they should. You know, this is Slavoj Žižek reviewing hackers. <laughs> Was the was this all, all three already? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was hard. It was hard to choose, honestly. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at my bottom three, and I'm saying they could just as easily be top. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. like one of them. Like one of them. Fisher Stevens in a VR rig wearing a vest and a sheriff's badge. Yes. Yes. <laughs> my God. It's so dumb. I mean, doing just, God knows what. Doing God knows what. I I can only imagine, and I don't even <laughs> think I want to. 
Um, the teacher has a list of what looks like 200 people that apparently attend this class. He has this sort of weird sh- like sheet of paper that's just, I don't know how long it is. When Lord Nikon finds out the date is zero cool and proceeds to tell him in to his face what he did exactly. Like, this is exposition. Like, I'm just like, this is one of those moments. I'm like, please. And then exposition when, to something we know. Yeah, like, we know. We've <laughs> been through this, like, at the beginning of the film. You don't have to tell me. Um, and then when jo- when Joey tries to invent his handles, it's just, ah, oh, it's just cringy. It's like, master of disaster, no. <laughs> just go away, Joey. Um, and also Matthew Lillard bottom three moments, which which is exce- which uh, come to think of it, this is another top three list. <laughs> <laughs> this is in the workshop class, uh, and then Matthew Lillard quoting from the Corinthians one. That was great. Just randomly. <laughs> you guys don't know the Bible. <laughs> just, come on, man. Come on, man. Just and but the absolute and I don't and I, to this point, this is sort of how. I'm I'm very Lillard fluid in this because it's bo- both bottom and top. How he's licking his finger and massaging his nipples. Oh god. That's <laughs> yes. That was weird. That's uncomfortable. And he's also just and and the tongue is out and and just a full Lillard. He goes full Lillard. Mm. <laughs> so that's me. That's me and Hackers. Wonderful film. Anyway, and it's available to stream in the US. On Amazon Prime, I believe, and in the UK, you cannot stream it anywhere because it's, you have to pay extra. And I think in Italy, you also can't stream it anywhere very well. And I think it's worth it, though. It's worth it. So you should, but it's available on DVD and Blu-ray. But I, I wait for some kind of a restoration, unless you live in America and you have, can have access to Shout Factory uh, thing. But it's also available on this sort of weird old Blu-ray from I think two thousand and eight or nine from in the UK. I'm not sure that the restoration is good, but anyway. Uh, Arrow video, get on this, please! Oh my goodness, it's gonna be it's gonna be legendary if we actually do this. Anyway, so that's that. That's us for for tonight. I think that's it for the episode on the Uncut Gems podcast. So where can we find you all on social media, and where can we find your stuff, Hillary? How about you go first? Um, you can find me on Letterboxd at Laudanum at thirty three, and there's a campsite bio that links to my blog and all these other things that I do. Awesome, Nicolo. You can follow me on Twitter at NickyGora97 and on Letterboxd at Nicolo Grasso. You can watch my short films and videos on YouTube and Vimeo at Movies, And you can read my good stuff on Book for Thought, Clapper, and listen to the Death by Adaptation podcast, which mm. is good stuff. Which hopefully by the time you're listening to this, may, oh no, it will be still a new episode will be a week away. Yes. <sighs> anyway. You can find me at Talk About Film on Twitter and as a Jakob Flash on Letterboxd. You can read my stuff on flashonfilm.com and on Clapper when I actually write something that I think is good enough for Clapper. And you can follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram as at UncutGemsPod. And by the way, like recently I've gotten like 25 new followers on Instagram. This is like for some reason, like I've gotten like, you know, like we had almost no, 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 nobody in there. And now it's just people are just showing up. It's great. It's the power of Black Hat. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> was it power- Black Hat? That's different. Yeah, because I, I, I suspected. Just- yeah, I don't know. I just started. Like, I need to kind of just find a way to to kind of do something on Instagram. So I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna just put like random movie trivia in there. And maybe that's this is it. Maybe that's the way to do it. <laughs> At least it make I, I don't know. It's fun for me to do because I don't really like doing like marketing just for sake of marketing. This has to be fun because I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this for you know. I don't. I'm not doing this for recognition either. This is fun. It's supposed to be fun. If it's not fun, why why do it anyway? So you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Uncontrived Spot. Um, so follow, like, retweet, do whatever. 
uh, also rate and, and review us on iTunes and on Podchaser or Good Pods, wherever. Give us give us them four five stars. It, it, it helps us get discovered. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at uncountrymspod at gmail.com so you can sound off about hackers or pff, anything else. But predominantly hackers. I want to hear from you about <laughs> hackers. It's amazing. Uh, this is how we do it. Also, as I said at the beginning of the show, you can support us by buying us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash uncutgemspod. That's co-fi.com slash uncutgemspod. Uh, and also you can subscribe to our Patreon, a uh, Clapper Patreon over at patreon.com slash clapperltd where for two bucks a month you'll get access to extra podcasts which also will include the Circling the Matrix sort of um, in December and then Satoshi Kon retrospective sometime, uh, I don't know, in the near future from when you're listening it, listening to and you're li- if you're listening into it in, in, if you are listening in 2027 then it's all there <laughs> so you know <laughs> Maybe it's the already backlog free. is long. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's already free. You never know. Um, so maybe well, at some point we'll just organize an amnesty. I don't know. But for now, it's all you know, paywall. Hello. Um, so you can do that, and you can help a small indie publication. Uh, have, you know, get some money to pay their writers. Uh, so you're, it's for a good cause. Anyway, and that's uh, that's us for today. So be sure to tune in next week when we will be continuing the uh, circling the matrix series by tra- well, not traveling back really, because we're still in 1995. Because we'll be talking about the Keanu Reeves blockbuster of the year. Johnny Mnemonic. (laughs) It's going to be great. So look out for that. But for now, I hope you have a fabulous day. And I'll see you next week. Hack the planet.